Hello. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Bible Study Girl podcast. I am Sarita, but you might know me as Bible Study Girl. And the jubilant hello you received was from the executive producer of the podcast, Bible Study Brother. It is I, Bible Study Brother, but I'm also known as Icarus Gray over at Gray Area Anime. This is the most wonderful podcast of your day check out our youtube channel as we are on our way to 100 and we are coming with some dope consistent content for you uh over there and i can't wait to show you guys some of the things that we have planned um and i just like you guys being along on this journey as we grow I do too. And I'm always grateful for every listener that consistently listens every week. That means a great deal to both of us. I've said this before and I will continue to say it. I'm not really a numbers girl, but the fact that I can see that people listen every week means a lot. Um, Typically, I record this with the thought that just my mommy and my grandma will listen. So it's nice to know. Uh, that it's just more than them and um, my hope and my prayer always is that this podcast is providing a safe space for you and also providing some tools that help you walk out your Christian life currently we are in a boundaries recap series the book is entitled boundaries when to say yes, how to say no, to take control of your life. It is written by Dr. Henry Cloud and Dr. John Townsend. We have been in this book. Do you hear me? And today I am happy and delighted to announce that we have finally made it to part three, the finale, Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. We are here, guys. We are here (laughs) at the end. So we will have today's episode and then next week's episode will be our last episode. It will be a wrap up of the last two chapters. So today we're digging in into the first chapter in part three, and that is chapter 15 entitled Resistance to Boundaries. So part three is all about how we're going to take all this information we've learned and develop these healthy boundaries. I think one thing we can all agree on is we've learned a lot of information. There's been a lot of content. We see our flaws. We see what's broken down. But how do we walk this thing out? You know, that's one thing that I'm always focused on and intent on. I want us, I want information to be practical and helpful. Um And I really want this series to be something that's practical and helpful and something you can take away. So like I said, we've got all this information. We have all of this knowledge and now we have to walk it out. Part of developing healthy boundaries though is that you're going to have resistance to these boundaries. When we go out in the world and we try to apply this knowledge that we've learned, people, everybody's not gonna be happy for you. I can speak from personal experience When I first read Boundaries, my therapist recommended it to my entire immediate family, right? Myself, Bible study mom, and Bible study brother. Everybody didn't read it the first time he recommended it, right? I read it. (laughs) 
And I didn't read it in one sitting. It was a hard read for me. I read halfway through and it was a hard read for me because I saw so many areas in my life that needed to be changed. I saw myself in so many of the examples in the book. I, before reading the book, I didn't have a name or label for some of the negative experiences that I was having. And I didn't recognize that I was having those experiences because I had a lack of boundaries, right? So I read this book. I have this knowledge. I am full of all of these things that I need to work on and implement, right? Nobody else in my family is on board, but this is the information that I know for myself and what I need to do. So I have to walk this thing out. And naturally, when you, when people are used to interacting with you, when you change or do things in a different way, you are going to be met with resistance, right? This is not the way this thing typically goes. I really don't know how to deal with this. I don't know. Almost like I don't even know who you are because what is this? And you, brother, I mean, you are here. You are a living example of the resistance. What was your natural response to the different way that I started to handle our interactions? Mm. At first, it was like, huh. You think like it, it not not even so much like how am I? I'm trying to explain this. Tell your truth. Tell your truth. Whatever your truth is, because well, I'm trying to on. explain it because it's more like it. It felt kind of like oh, this is the conclusion you've come to. Like you didn't figure like this positive aspect, but this is where you're going to like stand strong or like, you know, and, and it, the, the book gets into it. It's not really one of my things later, but it's uh, the internal uh, response for later, mm-hmm. which I'll mention now. So it's not my one that I'm picking, but forgiveness in regards to like the fact that it reiterated to me what God gave to me in my sermon, which is, is not for the other person. And you're often not going to get reconciliation on a lot of different things. When you came with your boundaries and stuff, I just be like, ah, man, I guess I'm never going to get reconciliation on that. Ah, all right, let's move on. Kind of thing is 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 what it felt like at the time in certain instances. Did it feel mean to you for me to set certain boundaries? No, it didn't feel mean. I mean, I f- feel like it for the first time felt healthy and not like you just trying to cut everything. So really your your initial response was like, oh, she's making a healthy choice. I don't think that's true. No, 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 no. I'm (laughs) saying the initial response was like I said, oh, I'm never going to get to reconcile on this aspect of things because this is where she's standing on whatever. But then at the same time, it still was not the same kind of way that you normally stand on when you're trying to set a boundary or be petty or whatever. It was way different. This was more like, oh, okay, I can see this because you just politely asked. You didn't joke about it. You didn't take it, which normally to me is an indicator of whether or not you take something serious. Uh, And you were very succinct. It was like, hey, I don't really like that. I don't want to do this. Uh, I don't I'm not your C, you know, to, to reference the book again. 
and you know it was <laughs> so we don't know respectful. what he excuse me we don't know what he's referring to we talked about that in a previous chapter so you just have to go listen to all of them to figure it out go ahead <laughs> <laughs> uh so yeah so that that was the best part of it is like it was in a the best way that you've ever like spoken a boundary when like at the end of your rope it was like i feel it i'm saying it i need to say it so yeah and so for me because i functioned in a certain way for all these years the book this chapter discusses that there's going to be outside resistance from other people but there's also going to be internal resistance from you personally because this is not how you're used to handling life this is not how you're used to handling boundaries so the chapter is broken down into two sections like i said that outside resistance that comes from others and then that internal resistance so I'm going to name, and there are different outside resistances you can have, guys. This is not an all-inclusive list, but they go into great detail about each outside resistance. And I think they do that to show you, yes, you have the tools. Like I said earlier, yes, you have the knowledge, but now you have to walk it out. So don't be surprised when you come across these obstacles and these hurdles and they're not just going to come from the outside there's going to be things inside of you you're going to have to wrestle with and work through so that you can develop and live with healthy boundaries so some of the outside boundaries that they list is i'm sorry outside resistance that you could encounter that they list angry reactions you may encounter guilt messages from other people there's consequences and counter moves when you, like we talked about in the last chapter, just like you are establishing these boundaries, other people are going to have boundaries and they're going to try to counter your boundaries quite often with their new found boundaries. There's physical resistance you may encounter from other people, the pain of others, you may encounter blamers. You may come across some real true needs from other people when you're establishing these boundaries. And you could also uh, have to wrestle with forgiveness and reconciliation and then as an outside resistance factor. So with all of those that I just read, brother, which outside resistance do you think you will most likely experience or it might be an outside resistance that you've already experienced as you are working to establish healthy boundaries for you whatever those boundaries are uh easy it was guilt messaging like no matter like that is something that especially between our unhealthy dynamic that we would always be doing to each other um and so I deal with that and then I like I'm trying to even as an outside thing I'm it's so hard because when you say like instead of just saying hey this this uh food wasn't what I needed or whatever right or like you you instead say something like uh well I'm glad this is a good meal that you cooked for yourself or that you cooked for you and then it's like you know, I cooked this for us. <laughs> so why are you right. like, uh, and now you're immediately thinking you did something selfish and it's like, but you didn't like, you just, you know, cooked 
dinner and maybe it didn't go off well or whatever the case may be. But um, in so many different ways, and this is something that happened, yes, you know, yesterday, and that was me, like recently, like you know, being in the mode of saying something like, and I'm like, hmm, I got, I don't like that. I don't like, you know, I just, I could just said this ain't it for me or or whatever the case may be. Instead of throwing these guilt messages, because I know how much I hate them. I know how much they drive me. I know how much uh, how much longer it took to even get to a point of like standing on anything uh, during uh, World War Sibling uh, that I just was like, fam, like I can't even like I'm over here tearing myself down because it ain't tearing nobody else down. Like I'm tearing me down. Like right. You know, this is effective by by whatever means, and I'm not even allowing uh people to feel or, or respect their boundaries. You know what I'm saying? Like, and so much so that it's like when we would talk about grief, like I got to the point to where it's like I would be saying to you, ah, I'm sorry, I don't wanna like throw this on you because I was like over cognizant of thinking about like, you know what I'm saying? Just right. that, like, I didn't want to make you feel like you had to listen to what I had going on. But even saying that can make you feel like you have to listen to what I got going on or my <laughs> grief. And so, yeah, that that's the one that I know that I encountered the most because that's just how we talk to each other. That is, right. you know, so. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad you brought up guilt messages. That's not mine, but it really mm-hmm. could easily be. But one thing they say in the chapter about guilt messages that you receive from other people when you are setting those healthy boundaries, that if you feel guilty, it's not their problem. It's yours. And you need to figure out why you feel guilty. And you really need to work on that. That's one problem that, I mean, that's one thing that I love about going to therapy Yes, they can give you the message, but if you're feeling guilty, you need to figure out why you feel guilty because this is something that's healthy for you, especially if you're setting appropriate boundaries. This is something that's healthy. And they also talk about in the book, a lot of times when you get guilt messages from other people about setting boundaries, especially when you love the Lord, they're going to come with this guilt and they're going to dress it up in a God uh, costume how you call yourself a Christian if you want X, Y, Z. This is one uh, that my biological father will quote constantly, but doesn't the Bible tell you to honor your parents? Mm -hmm. It does. That's one of those guilt messages dressed up in a God costume. The Bible does tell me to honor my parents. And so I'm honoring you by establishing this boundary so we can have a healthy relationship right but that can be difficult to do when you love the lord and that and healthy boundaries is not something that you've been taught or that you've even seen or even know a lot of times we don't even know what's healthy and what's not healthy let's be honest because we grow up in dysfunction So we can't even recognize what's good for ourselves, which is why I love this book and I love learning because it gives you an opportunity to to step outside of your little world, your cocoon, your circle, and 
figure out what's healthy, what's good. Um, so my outside resistance that I think I encountered the most when I started to establish healthy boundaries was the consequences and counter moves, which is, like you said, I would say, okay, I really don't, I don't feel comfortable doing this. I really need for, you know, I'm going to have to stop doing this. A lot of times outside people, when they see you establishing boundaries, oh, well, I can establish a bigger, better boundary than what you just established, right? Mm-hmm. It's a t- It becomes a tit for tat thing. And I think I, I think that is the one outside resistance that I found myself encountering on a regular basis. Like, oh, I can do you one better. They give a perfect example in the book of a man grew up in a family that had a lot of money, right? Mm-hmm. Um, But the money came at a cost. Like the father would pay for them to go. They owned several vacation homes, all of those things. But there were really poor boundaries in the family. And you had to do what daddy says or... You got to do what daddy says. If you want to continue to live this life, if you want me to continue to do this for you, if you want me to continue to do that for you, you need to bow down. You need to fall in line. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so the consequences and the counter moves was, yeah, dad, we can't come because the kids are, you know, they have school tomorrow. So we can't come. That's a healthy boundary, right? Mm-hmm. But when you have a father that's used to having things his way and wants them his way, well, if you don't come, I'm not going to pay for them to go to that school anymore. You have to be willing to stand in your truth and in what's healthy for you and your family because there are going to be counter moves. And the more you continue to establish those healthier boundaries, the more consequences you can incur. You have to decide is living a healthy life worth losing all these other things? A lot of times for people, the answer is no. They don't want to make the move and adjustment to live a healthier life because they don't want to get rid of the luxury or whatever it is. I don't come from wealthy families, so that was not ever. Well, not not in that way. I mean, I, I was thinking about this because that was, that was like my second one. Mm-hmm. Um because that was one of the big cruxes of making the decision I made and after, because I was already feeling a certain way about, well, I need to do this this way. I'm being told that if I'm not doing this, if I'm not doing that, then I'm not this. And I'm like, okay, you know, and made my decision and everything else. And then the consequences of the situation were so many different things in regards to that that I had to like, I just had to figure it out. And it was rough. It was the roughest thing I'd ever experienced because I had leaned so much on that luxury of just, okay, if I can't figure this out, somebody got it. Like, I didn't have to just go through it in my bag and figure something out for myself and actually stand on or be the man that I knew that I am versus the man people thought I should be or thought I was or expected me to be when I didn't even have 
a firm foundation or expectation for myself or what God thought of me. Um, and that one, that part was rough. Like with the two parts of that, like with guilt messaging and then having the countermeasure of like, well, I got to one up you. Like you did this, that kind of thing. And it was just like, it's one of those, like, I just praise God for grace and the deliverance from all of that. Uh, Being a part of it, doing those things, like always being in the sense of like, and even still battling with the one up and stuff like, you you know, it's a, it's a reflex at times. Like, especially if I'm being quiet. Especially if I'm not doing, not going out of the way or whatever the case may be. Kind of like what you were saying earlier about like, you know, when we're expecting something different from God and we don't get it. And then it's just like we sit quiet for a second and then it's just Mm -hmm. like you might not like what you get if you push in this quiet storm. Like this is an eye of a storm. Don't mean the storm is over. It's an eye. Right. Uh, Yeah. So that just that that made me think about a lot of different stuff and how. I internalize those decisions like the countermeasure again, like you make the decision stand on it like and it's okay. like people going to react how they react. You just have to know that like you're doing it for your health or and and doing it to set a boundary that needs to be there. And that can be hard. It can be very difficult now that you're on the other side of it. You can see the beauty of it. But that's why I wanted to have a very real discussion about setting healthy boundaries. Like you said, the going through it is not going to be fun, not going to be giggles, but on the other side of it, you do come out a more fully developed person and really truly healthier. It doesn't feel like it while you're going through it, but you really do come out the other side in a better position we reference our what do you call it the great divide <laughs> i said world war sibling now but well, okay now it's the world war sibling yeah. many beautiful things came out of an unhealthy situation that exploded because of poor boundaries and not having great boundaries in place but i think that situation propelled more growth and I think a greater examination for all of us mm-hmm. into what would be healthy for us. What does the real true healthy relationship amongst us look like? And so I'm grateful for it mm-hmm. on the other side of it. I wasn't grateful for it at the time, oh, no. it- but I'm grateful for it um, on the other side. So we talked about some outside resistance. Mm-hmm. Now we're going to tap into some internal resistance that you're likely to encounter from yourself as you're working to develop these healthy boundaries that, like I said, they give several examples in the book. They are not all inclusive. This is just a, a snapshot of what you could encounter. And really, honestly, I think they include this in the book to let you know my therapist. I go off on tangents, but my therapist tells me all the time <laughs> to stop saying I'm crazy and just be like, you're working through things, girl. You are not crazy. You're working through things. You're not crazy. But I think reading this chapter helps you know you're not crazy when you're setting these boundaries and you come in, con- ugh, come in contact with these resistances is part of the process. So here's a list of some internal resistances you may come across. Um, human need you may 
come across unresolved grief and loss, internal fears of anger, a fear of the unknown, because did that, you know, me and my anxiety, I gave y'all a whole speech about it. Was this this podcast the last one? I don't remember. Anyway. Uh, last one. Okay. Unforgiveness. Um, external focus, because you want to put the blame on somebody else. Guilt, personal guilt. This is not even guilt messages. This is just you on the inside. Um, and then abandonment fears. You don't want to be alone. So those are some internal resistances you can come up against. Brother, which one of the inter- internal resistances resonated most with you? Uh, unresolved grief and loss. Okay. And I thought about it as I was reading. I handle grief in a very unbalanced way. So a lot of times I lean to, like, you know, I lean to my scriptures and things of that nature, but I never really address what it is that I'm feeling. I never really address... Uh, what I'm going through. What'd you say? Can I put a pin in this real quick? So yeah. when they talk about grief, it's not necessarily losing a person. When you are setting boundaries, well, I, I, I okay. I'm not saying that that's what you were saying, but I just wanted to be clear so people didn't just naturally equate it with losing a person. Okay. Um, definitely, when you establish healthier boundaries, you are in danger of losing relationships with people that's a very real thing uh so it could be grief over relationships it could be grief over habits that you're gonna have to let go of because that's no longer part of your life and those things don't serve you so i just want to be clear about that go ahead brother um but what made me think about that is in each of those relationships uh when we when we experience loss in our family i was more sad at what I'm looking at in my face. Um, prime example is when our uncle died, I was looking at the angry version of me. I was looking at a version of me that didn't resolve uh, an issue. Um, the death of a relationship and, and not even being able to like relinquish the fact that there's no more fighting. Like, I couldn't even get there. Um, I couldn't get with, um, in that year, even getting to a point to where I, like, realistically face the fact that responsibility has shifted, you know, in a certain way. Uh, And every time I think about like, what am I, like, who am I losing? Like, I just think that like when I change stuff or when I do stuff, like I'm losing everything. I just have such abandonment issues, which I think is another internal. Uh, uh, it is. Cause you yeah. don't want you, it is an internal resistance. You don't want to be alone. If I establish these healthy boundaries, who is going to want to be around me? I don't want to be alone. So I don't want to establish these boundaries. Cause that's what's going to happen. People yeah. are going to think I'm mean and rude and cruel. And yeah. I, certainly like i've said before certainly there are some people that will not put up with your boundaries they're going to come with their countermeasures and their consequences for you but i think on the other side you also get to develop healthier relationships with healthy people and those people 
probably didn't need to be around anyway. Doesn't mean you're not going to grieve it. It doesn't mean you're not going to feel that loss. Um, it doesn't always feel good. I, I certainly have some relationships that have altered and shifted because of the boundaries that I put in place. And it's not um, something that I'm necessarily skipping and just happy about. But I also realized my life is less stressful without those relationships. You know what I'm saying? So it's a mm-hmm. it's it's a battle. I would say the internal resistance that I probably come across the most though is human need. Human need is a very real thing. I, you know, I talk all the time about how I am an introvert, but I still have a very real need for connection to people. Okay. I was gonna ask you because I when they were talking about human need, it felt like that one, you know, is so understated because that's just, you know, that's dealing with flesh. Right. And flesh. Like, <laughs> I have a very real need for connection and a very real need to be loved. A very real need to be um, thought to be worthy and, and worthy of love. And so I think that is one of the internal consequences that I struggle with the most, well, not internal consequences, but internal resistance that I have the most when setting boundaries is I have a very real need to be loved. I have spoken about this before, so it's no mystery, Um, but I do not have a great relationship with my biological father and my stepfather and I have a very distant relationship. Like I'll get a happy birthday day merry christmas happy thanksgiving message but that's it and so there's a very real need and gap in my life for like a father figure and i do have my uncle my uncles with an s who step in and they do the best they can for me you know but they're still a real human need fam reading this book Mm-hmm. And it basically continuously telling me, don't worry about it. You can't, you, there's nothing you can do. You just have to <laughs> leave it alone. That's the most frustrating part because you know how I feel about that <laughs> as you, right. you know. And I have on at least one occasion gone smooth off. Like, cause I normally just keep quiet, but I don't. I have been. But also, brother, can we be real, real? It's not like you get much more. You get more. No, that's that's what I'm saying. But the, and but right. it's also just. But I would rather that though. That's the part that frustrates me. Like you not even giving me a, a lot. Like you can't just keep keep us at the same level. <laughs> like you can't do that. <laughs> like that. That's what I'm talking. Like. But again, you know, and I remember the first time we talked to our, our, uh, the family therapist about it. And he was just like, I mean, whatever you get, you just got to be happy that you got it. Right. And I was like, wait, what? <laughs> wait, huh? <laughs> uh, but that goes back to the external about the, or no, this is internal because it's forgiveness. Yeah, this is internal resistance. Internal, yeah. it, it, the internal re- resistance was the forgiveness of it, and re- like I, it's so hard to get to a point where just forgiving myself or allowing myself to give the forgiveness, not expecting reconciliation. 
so difficult because right. that we get trained like I think I feel like most kids get trained that poor reconciliation regardless. Like you got to go apologize to your sister or whoever knowing you don't feel sorry. Right. You don't mean it. And so you just get taught this trained behavior where it's like you're not given a genuine apology. Like, and they know you're not giving a genuine apology. So then they're hurt because they got to sit through you being fake and knowing you being fake. Like y'all get, you know, majority of the time, like after that, y'all do kind of forgive each other after. And hopefully the behavior has changed, but the behavior hasn't changed. You know what I'm saying? We just moved on from your disrespect and I allowed you to trample over my boundary or whatever the case may be. So, oh, good God, these internal ones, like the external ones I knew, you know, like like we always say with this book, it gives you something where you just can, like you have a, a quick little second of, yep, this is how people be treating me. And then it'd be like, but you got to own that. Right. That's your, you, mm-hmm. this is what you, it's your responsibility to take care mm-hmm. of it and manage it because they're not in your body and your emotions and the way you process things, that's strictly in your boundaries because mm-hmm. it's in your house and you need to take care of it. Other people are not held responsible for that. Are we supposed to be kind to other people? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But when people do not treat us the way that we need to be treated, we are left to deal with the aftermath and we can choose to become bitter. We can choose to stay in our brokenness or we can do everything in our power with God to become whole again. Um, And there is a lot of trauma I've experienced in my life. I didn't do it to me. I didn't do it to me. It was grownups. It was other people. But at the end of the day, here I stand and I have to make a choice. Mm -hmm. Am I going to allow God to fix this? To me, it's not a foo-foo voodoo magic thing. God gives us resources. Mm-hmm. He gives us the opportunity to heal and to be restored. But we personally have to take ownership. Um, it makes me think about the Experience in God book. He Henry Blackaby wrote that book. If you've never done the Experience in God. Bible study, I highly recommend it. It was transformative for me in my life because he talks about the fact that God provides opportunity. Moses in the burning bush, Moses had to take action. God extends the invitation and it's up to us to accept it. He wants us to experience his fullness, Mm -hmm. but we have to take steps and we have to take action. So when you look at your life, If you don't like it, you take the action. Pray to God, of course. Pray to God. Ask him for guidance that he will provide. And when he provides, you have to be willing to take those steps, whatever they are, even if it's going to make you uncomfortable. And I'm 100% certain it's going to make you uncomfortable because it's not what you're used to. And he's calling you out. He's calling you to do something new and different so he can enhance your life. Um, and I speak from personal experience, like I've said about this book before, it's not been a comfortable ride, a comfortable journey for me. And we even talked about it on this podcast. Bible study brother just spoke on it, stepping out and following God and trusting him. 
it's not comfortable because we don't know what you know we don't know where our foot is gonna fall after we take that step but we can be confident in the fact that the God who created us is there to cushion each step that we take doesn't mean it's going to be a cakewalk doesn't mean it's going to be easy and I am 100% an advocate for people living healthy full vibrant lives y'all we only have one life to live and wouldn't you rather go to meet Jesus knowing that you've done everything you could on this side of glory to experience the other side of glory um and so while this book has been challenging for me and while establishing healthy boundaries is a continual challenge for me, right? It's not a one, one read. I've got it all together. It's a continuing day to day dying to self and being willing to listen to God and, and, and go ahead, brother. I was going to say a big thing that I also want to make known before we get too far away from our, the original point of even talking about those grievances that you have to, um, think about and the stuff that you were talking about that happened to you. A big thing that the book does, you can be honest about what happened to you. You don't, mm-hmm. you, you do not have to. And I want to say that very clearly with what you're saying, because that'll get lost because a lot of times it'll just feel like, well, you just got to accept whatever it is that happened to you as you know, like, and then that causes that guilt messaging. You, you, you harbor guilt. no, be honest. You can be angry about what happened to you. Whatever oh, 100%. it is. All those things. Like, say, like, don't take responsibility for something you didn't do. You take Correct. responsibility for how you feel about it. That's what you own. But it's not something you did to yourself. It's not something you At invited. All. It's not something that um, is your fault. It's just something that emotionally you have to deal with and be honest about. This person disrespected me. This person abused me. This person did this. Like, whatever it is, be honest about it. Don't let anybody tell you to, like, stuff it in your pocket or whatever the case may be. I'm glad you said that because in Christian circles, we do have a tendency to, like, run away from the truth of what a situation is. This is the truth of it, right? This is what happened to me. Because like I said earlier, I'm not crazy. This happened to me. Mm-hmm. And so you definitely do need to acknowledge that. Don't hide it under a bushel. This is what happened to me. Um, I just want to say that you don't have to stay there. Yeah, I guess yeah. that's the better way to put it. Yes, that happened to you. And a lot of the things that happened to us, trauma, we carry that with us um, in our bodies. Mm-hmm. Uh, it definitely mentally, and so say what it was. This is what happened. Yeah, say exactly what it was, and then talk with God about how you dealing with that. You know, like just be clear. Like don't like Christians so often, just like what you said. And I just want to like, uh, uh, just break through all of this. You ain't don't let somebody tell you what your quote unquote suffering is or, or what your consequences are or why this is happening to you. That ain't got no kind of discernment or no kind of understanding of a boundary or nothing. Um, they be leading you down the wrong path. They are not praying and they are literally like wherever they coming from, it ain't from God. 
because it's doing nothing but tearing you down and putting you in a place of isolation. And that's not where God wants you to be. Not at all. We are created for community and the boundaries book is not just to break you down, but it really is to build you up and show you how to develop these healthy boundaries. This chapter is just a caution to let you know these things will happen. And when they happen, don't let that discourage you from continuing on in the journey. It's a very powerful chapter. It's very good. They have some practical hints and tips and suggestions. They certainly suggest a support group and supportive people that can walk with you through your process of developing boundaries. They suggest that you pray, that you read the Bible. Um, Speak to your, so get a support group, a spiritual support group, whether it's a life group, whatever it is you need, community to say. You need community. They suggest structure. So there's lots of, I don't want you to walk away from this feeling discouraged and like it's not going to work it is going to work but it's going to be work right those both of those things are true at the same time um we can do it there's resistance to these healthy boundaries that you're setting but you can definitely do it i'm a living witness i'm continually in a search to in a quest not just a search but a quest to develop the healthy boundaries that i need in my life so that i can be fruitful and you know and I, I i appreciate this chapter was the longest one so like this one was a slog to even read and like get through because you would go and read a section and then that's just one of the like they literally break down all of these internal and external like they stay in it to really break it down for you as to what they're talking about what they mean uh how you combat it like what it what it manifests as like the guilt messaging like a lot of that, like a lot of us done heard that. Like a hundred percent. Like some you of definitely those heard it. are black cultural things. hundred uh, percent. We joke all the time, but <laughs> when my grandma say, I don't mean no harm. And we say all right. harm is coming. Like it's coming, baby. <laughs> like it's coming, bro. And like, it's normally going, it's going to make you do something. Like I, it it it's it's going to be uh you know a, a journey but know that you are worth it the journey is worth it you're going to make it uh and you have resources and people are around you it may not feel like it but that's just the enemy trying to distract you from the fact that there is somebody um that can help you and if you are working to establish healthy boundaries and you want an accountability partner or just support, I'm always available. You can hit me up at Bible Study Girl 2019 at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. You can reach out on the Facebook page, Bible Study Girl. We have Messenger. You can reach out on underscore Bible Study Girl on Instagram. There are different ways. I, I I'm convinced that this is for somebody to hear and if you need somebody just to be like or if you just want to express your frustrations Mm -hmm. hey i can be a listening ear um i can be a listening ear we appreciate y'all this boundaries this journey has been rough i'm so glad that we are almost done me too Uh, i'm over (laughs) because i want to do something fun 
this has been like, <laughs> look at yourself. Look at yourself. And I'm like, I am tired of looking at myself. This is hard. You know. Cover the mirror. Cover the mirror. <laughs> man, it started out like, oh, man, I'm getting some good stuff. And then it was just like, and here is the surgery. And it's like, oh, my God, that was just anesthesia, you know. <laughs> Uh, so thank y'all for being on this journey everybody that listens and tunes in we appreciate each and every one of you uh, next week is the last week for boundaries Woo! yes 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 and I then think we're, we're, we're back on them recaps the <laughs> yeah we're closing out the year in a very strong way Yeah, really really do hope that you have been blessed by listening to the boundaries recap and you've been inspired to go get the book make sure you get the updated and expanded version so that you get that chapter 12 to talk about boundaries in the digital age i think you guys will um will be glad that you've gone on the journey um and for those of you uh who didn't or who only listen visually i would encourage you to listen visually because i think that at some point next year early next year off of this, we're probably going to put a video together of our like overall thoughts of the boundary book. Um, for those of you who like, maybe you don't want to listen to 16 different or 17, 17, 16. It'll be maybe 14 total. Uh, Cause we did a couple of mashups, uh, 14 different episodes. So I'm going to try to work on something where we can like give our overall thoughts on boundaries that hopefully, will incline you to check this book out. It's a great book. Um, Remember, guys, it's not just I or you that preach, but we preach. And until we meet again, guys, keep preaching. One last episode to go. Hey.